0: Praise be to you and peace from God, our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please turn your attention to our gospel lesson for today, as Jesus teaches us what it means to be set free. We pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. The truth will set you free sounds kind of wonderful, doesn't it? Very popular phrase. Phrase that many people use, even unbelievers have used it, politicians have used it, protesters have used it. Truth will set you free. That little phrase taken out of context all by itself raises more questions than it answers. What is truth? What is the truth that sets you free? Free from what? How does it set you free? See, there's another truth, a truth from God's Word that doesn't set you free. We call it the law. The law doesn't set you free, but because it's from God's Word, many people have thought. That maybe somehow, by keeping the law, by following the law, they would be set free. Mistakenly thought that. In an example from the very context in which Jesus first spoke those words, those who heard it responded by saying, We are Abraham's descendants, and we have never been slaves to anyone. How can you say we shall be set free? They thought they had the freedom that Jesus was talking about. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. He was telling them, If you think that just by your birth into this world, you automatically have freedom, think again. If you think that because you can trace your physical ancestry back to your great forefather Abraham, Think about who Abraham was. He was a sinful human being. So that actually does the opposite of what you think it does. Tracing your ancestor to Abraham doesn't set you free. It makes you a sinner just as Abraham was a sinner. You were born with that sinful nature. and You sin against God every day by doing what he has forbidden and by failing to do everything that he's commanded you to do. If you and I think that we're free because we were born into this wonderful country that is the home of the free, with a bill of rights that guarantees us certain freedoms, think again. If you were born to parents who are sinners, that means you were born a sinner, means that you have inherited that sinful nature, that your parents had a child in their own sinful image, just as Adam and Eve did after they sinned, after they had lost the perfect image of God. Like the Jews who heard Jesus say these things for the first time, we too want to object, we too want to argue, and we want to say... But I am free. I live in a free country. I have the freedom of speech. I have the freedom of assembly. I have the freedom of movement. I have the freedom to do just about anything that I can afford to do as long as I'm not hurting someone else. And Jesus says, no, you're still not truly free. By nature, you are a slave to sin. No matter how hard you try, you cannot live without sinning. That's why the truth of God's law can never set you free. God's law makes you conscious of your sin, our second reading said. It points out all your failures, all the times that you have failed to do God's will and to do it perfectly. When you become conscious of your sin, you also become a slave to guilt. As soon as Adam and Eve fell into sin... They became slaves to to guilt and to fear and to shame. That's been passed on to each and every one of us. The guilt of our sin weighs us down and keeps us from enjoying the freedom that we could have. And when God's law is broken, it speaks judgment. It calls for justice, and it's blind justice. God's law doesn't care who you are or what you've done. God's law doesn't ask for any reasons or accept any excuses. God's law simply says, yes or no? Did this person break even just one of God's commandments ever? If the answer is yes, as it is for all of us, then the only power the law has is to condemn. Say, you deserve God's wrath and punishment. Death now and eternal suffering forever. As we celebrate the Reformation, we're reminded of how keenly Martin Luther understood that the law could not set him free. He was told, of course, by the church of his day that it could. So following the advice of his church, he was doing everything that he could possibly think of to set himself free by keeping the law, but the more he did, the more he Realized that he couldn't do it. The more he was burdened and enslaved by his guilt, the more he realized that he was a slave to sin and death and that he was afraid of death and eternal punishment that he deserved. Well, then, could we and anyone be truly free? The truth will set you free. Well, what is that truth? truth of the Son of God. Son, Jesus, sets you free. His teaching sets you free. What is his teaching? Jesus taught, I am the good shepherd who gives up his life for the sheep. Jesus taught, I am the resurrection and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus taught, Whoever believes in me has eternal life. That's the teaching that sets you free. Just as God sent Moses to set his people free from slavery in Egypt and guide them through the trials and troubles of the wilderness to the promised land, so the Father sent Jesus to set us free from the slavery of sin, death and the devil, to lead us through this Life with all its trials and troubles to the promised land of heaven. The teaching that sets you free is that Jesus satisfied the demands of his law for you. He did what you don't do, what you can't do. He kept every one of God's laws perfectly in your place. Even when he was personally tempted, one on one with the devil, he still remained without sin. Even when he was beaten and mocked and unjustly crucified, he still did not retaliate, even though he could have. He never even spoke one hurtful, careless word. The teaching that sets you free is that Jesus has satisfied the law's demand for justice. The law demands that those who sin, you and I, be punished for our sin. And the punishment of sin is death now and eternal death, eternal suffering separated from God. But Jesus took that punishment for you. On the cross, he declared it. It is finished. After he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the Father put his stamp of approval on that mission and everything that Jesus did when he raised him from the dead on the third day. By Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, he has set you free. He has removed your sins from you as far as the east is from the west. Because our sins have been removed from us, there's no reason for us to feel burdened and enslaved by guilt. It's been removed. Because all of our sins have been paid for, there's no reason for God to condemn us because those sins have been taken off of us and put on Jesus. He was condemned in our place. And even though we still must return to the dust of the ground that we came from as a result of earthly consequences to sin. Jesus rose from the dead on the third day as the first fruits of those who sleep. Because his body rose from the dead, our bodies will rise, rise from the dead as well. Our sins have been paid for. He's rescued us from the fear of death, physical and eternal. He's even set us free from the power of Satan. Satan, of course, is the accuser. That's one of his names. What he loves to do is call God's attention to our sin and demand that God give us the punishment we deserve for that sin. Jesus as the crucified and risen intercessor points out every time Satan points to a sin he points to himself and says that sin's already been paid for. There's no condemnation for that. Whenever we face temptation all we have to do is call on the name of Jesus and Satan has to flee. Jesus has already defeated him for us. So if the Son sets you free You will be free indeed. In Jesus, you have freedom from the burden of guilt. Freedom from the condemnation that your sin has earned you. In Jesus, you have freedom from the accusations, from the temptations of the devil. In Jesus, because of his resurrection from the dead, you have freedom from the fear of death. If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. That's a freedom that you can have. Even if all of your earthly freedoms disappear. Even if you lose the freedom of speech or the freedom of assembly. Even if you are persecuted and imprisoned or even executed for your faith, you still have freedom in Jesus. No one can take that away from you. was also important to note that Jesus didn't come to set us free from sin, death, and the power of the devil so that we could just go and continue to sin all we want. The Bible says that would be like a pig who's washed and goes back and wallows in the mud again immediately. He set us free so that we could do what he created us for, so that we could serve him without fear. That's what Adam and Eve did before they sinned. While they still had the image of God, they served God without fear. Every day they cared for the garden in which God had placed them with thankful hearts, gratitude for all that God had given to them, all that God was providing for them. And each time they walked past that tree of the knowledge of good and evil and didn't eat, they worshipped God, showing that feared and loved and trusted in him above all things. As long as we're here on this earth, we won't be able to serve God that way perfectly, perfectly without fear. But when the Holy Spirit brought us to know who Jesus was and what he did for us, and then brought us to put our trust in him, brought us to faith in Jesus as our Savior, a new man was created within us. That image of God is being restored, the Bible says, through our faith. The more that we hear the teaching of the Son of God, the stronger that new man becomes. And the more we're moved and enabled to serve the Lord without fear and to love our neighbor as ourselves. In Jesus, we're no longer slaves. Jesus said, You're no longer a slave, but you're a son. The slave isn't a part of the family forever. But son is. You're all sons of God. You're all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Through faith in Jesus, you are heirs with him of eternal life. Through faith in Jesus, you no longer see the law as that wicked taskmaster who can never be satisfied no matter how much you do. Through faith in Jesus. You get to see God's law as a guide. As your heart is filled with thankfulness for all that God has done for you and all that he provides for you, you say thank you for showing me the things that I can do to show you my love, to give you thanks and praise for all that you've done. As we welcome each other to God's house each week, let's rejoice that we are free to be ourselves. In Jesus' We're free to see each other and to treat each other as fellow sinners who have broken God's law and who equally, no matter who we are, deserve God's punishment all the same. In Jesus, we're free to see each other and treat each other as forgiven, equally forgiven children of God, equally heirs with Jesus of eternal life. In Jesus, we're free to see each other and to treat each other as fellow members of God's family who get to serve each other as we serve God in thankful love. As we celebrate the Reformation, may we never forget what Luther discovered in the Word. The law cannot set you free. But if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Hold to his teaching. He is the one who laid down his life for you. He is the resurrection and the life. That's the truth. The truth that sets you free. Amen.